Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> We've been gone for a minute. Uh, we took a week off for vacation purposes. Uh, wink, yeah. wink. Certain somebody was chilling <laughs> in Florida. Um, right, right, right. Uh, so basically today, it's it's a little bit of a, a fun memory. What was our first podcast, Chris? Oh, the mid-season temperature check. Oh, guess what we're giving you guys? A little bit of walk down memory lane. This is the mid-season temperature check. We are about to give you guys this episode. We're going to be talking about things. And it's crazy to think that we have made two episodes with the exact same name. I mean, that's just so much fun, Chris. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, it's amazing. What do you think about that? It just shows like how far we've came since mm-hmm. the beginning. You know, so many people just start things and just leave it alone. But we've been consistent, you know, or been trying to be consistent. We we've basically did a whole full circle now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. It's crazy, man. Like it's definitely we're definitely coming full circle. It's not the same dates because COVID was last year and basketball season was a little bit off. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's insane that we're doing a, an episode with the same exact name um, and coming up soon after this. And then we're just talking about trades. That's going to be co- uh podcast coming up after this. And there's a lot of cool stuff we come got coming down for you guys. A lot of content creation, a lot of unique things that we're going to be talking about. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And today we're going to be talking about like midseason stuff. Who's the MVP so far? Who's the uh, Best player in the league, defensive player of the year, sixth man. We're going to break it all down for you guys because you guys deserve the very best quality of content, which is what we're providing. And, Facts. and, and today might be the day of a completely new logo. Chris, what do you want to talk about the new logo? It's coming down. Oh, man. The logo um, is definitely something new. It's a little bit more simple, you know, mm-hmm. than what we're used to, yes. you know, um, especially with the Duncan and the microphone. That was like one of my favorite logos. But, yeah. you know, there's comes time for evolution, time for a rebrand for us to come out and show you that, you know, we really mean business. We really mean to stick around to yes. stay, to be permanent in you guys' life. So we had to rebrand. So hopefully, you know, look out for that coming soon. A new logo. You yes. Know? I mean, Chris did like. I'm. I'm not going to take any credit for this. Chris did a world class job with this logo. So basically, Chris, can you describe from your creative perspective what your vision was for this logo? 
Um, I think we were all in the group chat. It was me, you, and our new um, social media manager, Jace. Shout him out. And we were like, um, yeah, of course, shout, shout out to our social media manager. He's really helping out a lot. You That's know, a we fact. needed that. Yeah. Um, I think you guys were saying that we needed to be more minimal, you know, mm. more simplistic, kind of just get our point across. Yeah. And, you know, just a rebrand to look more professional, mm. a more professional looking logo. Yeah. So basically what I did was I played around a lot. I made a lot of different logos and then we finally got around to, I think it was a, it was a guy, it was like, uh, you could see inside the guy's head yes. and it was thinking. And I think it was like a microphone cord attached to it or something. Uh-huh. And then I just added the microphone to to like look like it's like he's holding his hand, changed mm-hmm. the color around, and threw a logo, and then just wrote our name on it. I mean, it was it's really a simple logo, but it's a really nice logo. Um, it took some time to get to that point, but as I kept adding and adding, it started looking better and better yeah. and better. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really impressive because there's there's a podcast mic there, right? And then there's a mm. basketball logo on. It's literally a basketball as the podcast, Mike. Like it's so yeah. epic because we're the, obviously a basketball podcast. And then like the brain part of it, literally when I see that and I see the basketball addicts, it makes so much sense because we're like addicted to basketball. It's in our brains. It's in our intelligence. This is what we want to give you intelligent. Talk about the bad game of basketball. And we're really trying yeah. to bring that to you. And uh, this this logo, man, I absolutely love the crap out of this logo. This logo gives thank all you, the messaging you, that we want to give to you guys, the right colors. It's it's Pefeta. It's perfect. So I'm 100% down. I know you guys – I know some people love the OG logo. Might love the OG of the OG logo because there was one before where Chris did a, a good work on the last one. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's going to be this. This is this is the decision moving forward, and we're going to keep it like this for a while. I mean, and we're eventually going to have merch. We're eventually going to have shirts coming out. That's like coming in the next stage of our process. It's going to slowly come, and putting this on a t shirt is going to look so cool. You got a black t shirt yeah. with the purple and the yellow. Yeah, it's 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 a rebrand, but it's going to be our brand forever. Yeah, it's a new, it's our new brand. Um, yeah, look out for merch coming soon. Maybe have some giveaways soon. So yeah, say you know, go ahead. if you haven't followed our um, Instagram or our TikToks or anything, ch- check those out. Follow those right away because you don't want to miss this. Yeah, we we're posting a lot of content like daily on TikTok and Instagram. We're definitely taking an aggressive pr- approach. So there's gonna be a lot of videos, a lot of things that you you may not may learn because a lot of our content is based on history and we have draft stuff so we're having draft evaluations let's see how they're doing mid-season like we talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast so we have a lot of like good win one minute clips so yeah it's a fun it's a fun thing that we're got moving on chris yeah for sure yeah i'm 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 excited to see what else you know we can come up with what else we can accomplish this year yeah yeah, it's the basketball addicts year 2022. <laughs> facts, facts. This is the year we go viral. <laughs> That's a fact. All right, you ready to, to kick it into the midseason temperature check? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, so basically part one of the midseason temperature check, you guys, we're going to talk about end of season awards, breaking down all the all defensive teams, all that type of stuff. And then part two is going to be talking about teams, some things about matchups, some teams we really like moving into the playoffs, just some like talk about some really unique teams midway through the season, what we're thinking about them. So it's going to be a lot of great content today. So are you ready to talk about the uh, MVP, Chris? 
Yeah, yeah. Right. As it stands right now, in the middle of the season, this is who we think will get the award. Just, just being yeah. honest. Well, I mean, honestly, it's not like who we think will get the award. It's more like who we think should get the award. Because honestly, man, the media be pushing the people that you that should not be getting awards. Getting awards. What do you think about like how the media twists things and like gives the awards to the wrong people? Oh my god, they do this all the time. Um, it's just I don't yeah. know. It's it's kind of tough because there's a lot of great. Mm. It's a lot of great basketball minds in media, but then there's a lot of guys who just don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, the guys who don't yes. really know the sport, they really get the most media attention normally. So when it comes down to picking mm-hmm. awards and picking winners and picking these people to get this and they do this and they do that, they're not always looking at it how yeah. we would look at it. It's always a popularity contest. Yeah. It's always what have you done for me lately? It's not. It's always yes. something like that. When you should look at the whole team objectively, the player objectively, but that does mm-hmm. not happen. It's whoever is appears in the media the most time gets the award. Pretty much, whoever has the best story yes. gets the best get the award. Yeah, I completely We're, agree with you. And um, this the storylines is. A guy I want to push back on, you know, even though you love him, John Morant should not be in this conversation. John Morant is chilling at 26 and having a breakout year, 26 and 7. Very smart. I'm not taking a shot at John Morant here. Okay, I believe he's an amazing point guard. But I think there are too many elite MVP candidates this year, and they should be in their own class. And their own class should be... Um, you know, Steph's on a really downward trend three point wise this recently, so we can't put him in here. But Giannis, LeBron, Embiid, and KD need to be in their own category for the MVP because they're both they're all top four leading in scores. Giannis is at twenty eight point eight, LeBron's at twenty nine point nine, Embiid's at twenty nine point one, and actually LeBron's at twenty nine point one, and Durant is twenty nine point three. Like yeah. and you know. Out of that list, LeBron's leading them assist, but Embiid's leading in rebounds. Actually, no, uh, Giannis is leading in rebounds. You know, Embiid's second in rebounds. Who's the best defender on that list? Maybe it's probably Giannis. Okay, so is Giannis the MVP? Okay, who has more impact? You know what I mean? So, but when we're talking about MVP, I love John Morant, but there's just four players right now having absolutely MVP high tier world-class, oh my God, they had an amazing season season right now, and John Murray yeah. should not be in this conversation. It's just media right now. Um, I would have to agree to dis- disagree with that. Oh, okay. Um, well. Because cause I completely understand like the top four, like you know, Giannis, mm-hmm. Durant, LeBron, mm-hmm. Embiid. Embiid is playing out of his mind right now. He's, yeah. he's losing his conscience yes. right now. Ever since he made that comment, he was like, sometimes I could be George, sometimes I could be Kobe. And he's yeah. been losing his mind since that. Everybody was like yeah. laughed at him, and he was just like, oh, watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Yeah. But, but ja, you have to understand how I look at the award okay. is most valuable player to their team. Mm-hmm. Ja is valuable. If Ja went out yes. right now, the team, not going to say the team will fall apart, but they would not have that same 
punch that same oomph that they have right now. You know, they would lose something if Jaws ja yeah. literally like the def like the leader of that team. Like that's his team. He yes. like he he leads it. He energizes that team. He does everything to get people involved. I mean, he's just he's just that kind of player. So with yes. that being said, I would put him in the conversation. Not he wouldn't be a top candidate. He'd probably be like okay. five. You know what I mean? Top five. Okay. You know, I would give him okay. that, but not three or four. He, okay. he would be on the end because everybody else is like twenty nine points. I mean, he, he's not gonna win the award with twenty six unless mm -hmm. he can bump it up another three, three. You know, three points average. Yeah. If he goes to twenty nine, then I'll definitely put him up there because yeah, the oh season gosh. that he's having right now, the season that the team is having right now, Memphis Grizzlies is having right now, is ridiculous. Yes. They're losing their minds. So They're special I, I, like I said, so like I said, I would agree to disagree because okay. I would put him in the conversation as it he's he's valuable to his team. He's okay. definitely valuable to his team. I, I how I look at it is most valuable. You leading them to wins. They mm -hmm. you know, like if you were to go out right now, what would the team look like? The team would still they would not be the same team. No. Just like if we if 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 Brooklyn lost Durant right now and they only have Kyrie playing part time, they would not be the same team. LeBron's out right now and they're not the same team. Dear Giannis, if Giannis went out right now, Brooklyn. I mean, if Giannis went out right now, Bucks would fall apart. Their best their best player would be um what's Middleton. the guy with Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis <laughs> and Middleton. Drew Holiday's in there too. But we we talked about this I mean, last year, you know what I mean? The 76ers like Sixers would fall apart. They would without be Joel Embiid, five pick in the trap. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like if he went out right now, God forbid, knock on wood. If he yeah. went out right now, any of these guys went out right now, their team is finished. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Especially the Lakers. Oh my God! Look at LeBron is leading this team by himself to twenty four. Yes. Not, I think they're twenty six and twenty four right now. But yes. if he was not playing at the level that he was playing at, they would be bottom, bottom, bottom. <laughs> like that's a fact, Chris. You're hundred percent right. No, they're twenty four and twenty six. They lost two more games. So yeah, yeah. or twenty seven, yeah. twenty four and twenty seven. I think it was either two or three more games. I forgot. They lost to the Heat. They lost to Charlotte. And they beat Brooklyn, and they lost today. That's that's twenty seven. That's twenty seven, or twenty six. I think it's twenty six. Yeah, twenty four and twenty six. Yeah. Uh, so basically, our top three MVP, and you know, if if it wasn't for one guy making me look like him, like in a completely different way, it would be LeBron. LeBron's averaging 29, you know, his impact on the game of basketball, making everybody better, passing, rebounding, you know, I don't care about standings. So, you know, he's having a special season. Uh, number three would be Kevin Durant, you know, such a consistent scorer. He's doing everything extremely efficiently. He's even a good passer in this stage of his career and very underrated help side defender. Um, he's a sh great shot blocker at the rim, help side. So... I uh so that's who we would have at two and three and the teaser was because number one is Embiid. Let me tell you Fair. why. It's because my eye test tells me oh my goodness. Joel Embiid is twenty nine point one points per game. Yes, amazing. Ten rebounds, sure, great. Great interior stopper, yes. But I'll get to the point here. He is dominant on the game of basketball. He puts fear into other teams. His fours 
of the way he plays the game of basketball cannot be put in the numbers. The reason why I'm saying that is because when you're facing somebody like Embiid, you have to double. No mm-hmm. question asked. It's almost Shaq-ish where the double might not even be enough, but he can make really good passes out of it. He's averaging 4.4 assists a game this year. Everything he's taking shots-wise, he has real mental growth that I don't think enough people are talking about. I saw him run in action with Seth Curry, uh, the Curry brother, and they ran a dribble handoff, and Embiid was a screener. And basically, the guy, they passed it to Embiid. He was up in the three. He didn't take the shot. Then they, you know, run the dribble handoff action again. He gets in the mid-range. He's open. He doesn't take the shot. And then they run it action again off of each other. And he gets a post, like, in the paint area. Not, like, near the basket, but near the free throw line in the paint. And he's open, and he shoots it. His mental ability to say... You know, I can shoot this three. I can shoot this mid-range. But the hot, efficient shot is the best shot on the floor right now for me. Right. That mental growth that he's made from stepping away from the three-point line a little bit, I understand you might think like, okay, this is two people sounding like old heads. Joel Embiid needs to destroy the paint. You know, I, he could shoot the three. Yeah, m- let them make you respect you out there. Shoot like two or three a game. That's cool, but I need you to destroy their will in the paint. And that's what he does because people don't understand the mental side of basketball is such a big effect. And facing Embiid mentally defeats you as a player and as a team because, like, what do we do with that? He he mid-ranges you out and he dribbles the ball and he finishes at the rim if you play too close to him. Like, he is hitting a mental peak and a physical peak in like conditioning at the same time. And I think his force of play and his real value is not stated accurately by the numbers. And because of that reason, even though LeBron James is really freaking close, it might as well just be 1A and 1B. I'm taking Embiid at this moment in time. And I think we're watching a top 10 center of all time blossom here. This is this is the season where it's like okay, he's he's encroaching on David Robinson. He's encroaching on Hakeem. He's he's starting to put in a gr- amazing season like this where okay, he can have that conversation with the all-time greats uh, with this season cuz it's ridiculous, Chris. It's crazy that you mentioned that because I remember I was talking, you know, with a uh, family member of mine and I was like, yeah, you got to watch out for Embiid because he's coming. This is his season. He was like, yes. they say that every season, but this is, is the difference. You know what I mean? Exactly what you just said there. Like his mental has grown. He doesn't have, yes. oh my God, I'm I'm like 20 feet from the rim. I'm not going to take the shot. Ben Simmons. Um, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He doesn't have that blocking him right now. And that's what we were saying before. So here I'm, 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 I'm talking about Embiid, but I'm about to add a little bit extra to it. Yeah. So remember how we talked all the time about how there's a lot of dynamic duels that need to break up. Yes. This was the breakup of all breakups, and this was the breakup that needed to happen the most. Yes. Him and Ben. When Ben Simmons left the court, we were worried for a second. We were like, well, I don't know if they're gonna, you know, what they're gonna look like. Yeah. But this is exactly what he needed. 
to take the step forward in order to be the best center. How many times have we talked on this podcast and I have said this? I said that Jokic is the most skilled mm-hmm. center in the league, but Embiid is the most dominant center yes. in the yes. league. This is a fact, and he's showing it to you. Yes, He's showing it to you. Yes. What have we? What, okay, so in the past years with Ben Simmons, have we ever thought like, "Damn, Joel Embiid is going to be in the MVP conversation"? No, not really. No. no, but as soon as they, as soon as that breakup happens, as soon as we remove Ben Simmons from the picture, yes, Embiid has to step up. He has no choice now. Yes, I think you're it's right. It's his team, and that 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 has allowed him to elevate mentally. I think you're 100 mm-hmm. percent right because he's making a lot more better decisions on when to shoot, what is the best shot. And it is it's it's beautiful to watch. And another thing I would like to say is Giannis is not in this ranking. There's a reason why. If Giannis has to be on the right team to be amazing and show us what he is, if he was on the Lakers right now, there wouldn't be enough spacing. You would just guard the middle. He would just still yeah. be averaging 25 and like ridiculous stats, but it wouldn't be as amazing as it is because of his system. So I just I think you drop Embiid anywhere. He's a he he dominates. I don't even think LeBron can do that. Like post players that are really dominant can be dropped anywhere. You know, even LeBron with you know I mean we're seeing the problems with Russell Westbrook. There are certain players that don't fit amazingly well with LeBron James, but yeah. like Embiid could fit anywhere, literally anywhere. That's the beauty of an amazing back to the basket center. This is why they were the most valuable players of basketball for like a gazillion years. Um, and I love the fact that we're getting to see the rebirth of the center position at a dominant rate. And it's like Jokic and Embiid are both yeah. being ridiculously dominant. Um, so, yeah, I love I love watching Embiid. He's so special. So special. So I got a question for you real quick. Huh, man. Yeah. Does Embiid pass Anthony Davis up this year? For what? Just you remember how they like? Oh, and Anthony Davis could possibly be like a top five player, but he's made a paper mache. So Embiid does he pass him up? Does he pass him up this year? I think Embiid needs to be in the conversation for the greatest player in basketball. Wow! I think I, I didn't think, see that coming. I think Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Embiid. And Curry. That's the conversation right now. Wow. Okay. And I'll let you put it That's a bomb drop. That's a bomb drop right there. That's a, you you can make the argument. You, you can. can. It it's it's he's, he's so special. He has no so, people don't understand how like desolate of an island the 76ers are. Like they just have guys that shoot a little bit when they're open, and Tyrese Maxey, who in my opinion I mean, he has no real skill other than being a little athletic and finishing at the rim. Like, people sag off of him. He's not going to pull up and hit a mid-range shot. He's not going to pull up and hit a three. You know, the shots that he get are going to be open, so it's going to inflate his percentage. But the eye test tells me he's not highly skilled yet from the perimeter. So he's playing with a team that's like a, has the is fighting for the number one pick in the draft without him. That's how yeah. bad he is, and he's carrying him to the six seed. It's 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 beauty. Uh, just this guy is amazing. Um, so I, I he, he's he has to be in the conversation. You don't have to have him one. It's your list. But I feel like there's five guys right now. And if you want to put Jokic in six and be like, oh, I love Jokic, I, I'm fine with that. 
But yeah. those those six guys are absolutely ridiculous in the NBA right now. So yes, I know I know you were not expecting that, but no. he he needs to be in the conversation. Yeah, he has to be in that top five list. Anthony Davis, even at his peak with 2019, you know how much I love Anthony Davis. Yeah. 2019, I was like, he's a top five player in the league. That version of Anthony Davis where he was healthy all year, I would take Joel and B 10 days out of 10 this season. Not even close. Wow. Dear Shit. goodness. Okay. Could you imagine the inside force? Oh yeah. My gosh. Yeah. If he's playing like he is right now, then I, I agree with you. That's what I had to ask. I was like, you know, because everybody's like, oh, Anthony Davis, top five player of all time. He, he has that potential. But he can't stay healthy for one. He's like, I mean, and he and I don't like to say this because I mm-hmm. want to believe that he's better than this. But the way that it looks is that he's like, I got my ring. I'm yes. solidified. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, how, that's how I feel like he plays, especially yeah. in the beginning of the season. He was just a like, I got my I got my ring. What, what yeah. do I care for now? Yeah. I, I won. Yeah. The, the, it's championships, not championship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this season, you know, consistency is key. But this season is a top five, 25, top 25 greatest player of all time level season. Yeah. But at the bottom end. You know, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not saying he's better than Shaq. No, Shaq was ridiculous. He's not better than Kareem. He's not better than the Wilt. There's like a different tier of centers, and those guys are in a different tier. But I'm saying the tier of Hakeem, David Robinson, this is where he's at right now as a player. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's He's so skilled big bodied like it's just a blend of so many different things great footwork and it's it's like you know a bigger bodied hakeem would kind of look like this and that's what he is yeah yeah that's true man i just hope he can keep it up yeah this is beautiful basketball right now just keep it up man because if he wins the mvp i mean that's big that's big Uh, i i think a lot of people might think that he's boring because you know people aren't as accustomed to back to basket center, but I love watching it. I love I love the NBA when you can love the power forward position. There's an amazing power forward like Giannis who plays with force. Oh, I love centers. Watch Embiid; he's amazing. You know, you love small. You know, it used to be for a while there. It's like who do you love from the center position before Jokic and Embiid? It's like DeAndre mm-hmm. Jordan's not that. You know, Dwight Howard wasn't very skilled. Everybody's coming for him. Like, you know, now it's like there is an amazing world class center. You have to watch him play. So yeah. I, I love, I love the basketball that is balanced like that, where we have great talents in each position now. Yeah, just uh, Minnesota take notes. <laughs> shots accurately taken <laughs> by a team that gives Ant- Anthony Edwards more shots than Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I love Anthony <laughs> Edwards. Love him. But dear goodness, Cat's pretty special. Cat's playing with yeah. force now, too. Have you ever noticed? He gets in the yeah. post and he's trying to body people. He's he's taking a mental step, too, of like, I'm a big human being. I could throw my weight around. What are they going to do? Like, I love seeing it. The bigs are really progressing yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, it's a good era. Uh, Jokic, Jokic can't be underrated. He's so it's such a great, amazing center. Pass yeah. center. It's, it's, a, it's such a unique guy. Most skilled. <sighs> I'll, I'll give him most skilled any day. It's a fact. Yeah. All right. You ready for DPOY? Yeah. All right. 
the player that should win this by a mile. But right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo is number one. Uh, Rudy Gobert is number two because Rudy Gobert is the most misunderstood uh, player, basically one of the misunderstood defenders of all time I've ever seen. But oh my gosh! Number three is this guy named Draymond Green. Uh, this guy that's like head heading a defense that's like historically amazing and like one of the top five on a lot of metrics of all time. You know, it's like almost like he's a you know the greatest communicators I've ever seen. Of oh my gosh, you go over there like people who are not great defensively. You know what I mean? On his team, he is conducting everything. Oh, we're running a there's running a pick and roll. You go switch. You go hedge. Like he's giving everybody orders. He's positionalist. He's a defensive head coach, basically on the floor. He is a basketball mind genius, and he's like at a defensive prime. Unlike he switches everything. He guards three through five at an amazing level. His versatility and his athleticism. He's the greatest defensive player in the NBA. I don't even think it's close. His mental acuity of just being such a great basketball mind, playing passing lanes, playing angles, playing situations. His just his mental fortitude of 24 seconds of I'm going to give my best this 24 seconds and there's nothing you're going to do and I'm going to break you out of your actions. Like he is special. Draymond Green is Probably one like when he said he's the greatest defensive player of his generation of all time. I was like, he could say of his generation, he could yeah. say of the past 10 years, you can make the argument that he is a top maybe the last five because 2010 to 2015 was an amazing period of LeBron James dominance of Miami defensively. Mm-hmm. But after that, yes. Since 2015 to 2022, there hasn't been a better defender in the NBA. And just people get, I think people, because he's not Giannis. He's not show-stopping blocks. He's not Rudy Gobert. Oh, watch a block. Oh, you know what I mean? What he does does not get people to scream. But it's like, oh, he's rotating perfectly. He's running around screens perfectly. Oh. My my man over there just got beat. Oh, he runs, gives a help, and he tells somebody else to, you know, switch and go move and rotate. Like, those things don't get yells and cheers. But yeah. he does everything. He's everywhere, and he's conducting everything. He's the puppet master of the Golden State Warriors defense that is historically great. And I think he deserves this DPOY. I... I there was a point in time where, like, I thought he was deteriorating athletically and he was never going to be the same. I don't know what he's doing, but it's working. He yeah. is defensive brilliance, and he needs to be DPOY. If it's anybody else, I'm going to riot. I'd be very upset. And I'm gonna, I might have a whole podcast about, like, how amazing Draymond Green is. It's amazing. All right, go ahead. Well, might as well. Um Draymond Green does a lot of the things that don't show up on the stat sheets, and that's why yes. he probably, you know, it's hard to gauge him. Except yes. for that time that he got a triple double just off steals, assists, and rebounds. Yeah. It was like, if it doesn't show up on the stat sheets, then like it gets ignored. Like you just said, like he basically he leads, not basically, but he, he leads one a historically great offense. I mean, great defense. Yes. You know what I mean? You know, that should speak volumes. But there's people in the media who will look past that and go, oh, well. 
I don't I can't I don't understand that he's doing that. I don't understand that he's calling yes. out screens and he's saying, okay, go over here, hedge this. Yes. Don't watch the back door. You know what I mean? Oh, cut across here, watch yes. this, switch, 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 switch. You don't understand yes. that he's on the court right now. Yes. Make he's he's conducting orchestra right now. <laughs> yes. On the court, and you don't understand that. Yes. Because it's not, oh, it's a great block. Oh, it's a steal. He's going off the court. Yes. No. You don't understand that he put Jordan Poole in a position to get that steal. You don't yes. understand that he sees the floor in a way that you don't see the floor. Nope. Instead, they yes. give it to somebody like Rudy Gobert, who has never, in his, I don't know how many years of playing basketball, has never guarded the best player on the floor. And if he does, he gets dominated. It's 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 sizzle <laughs> stats. It's sizzle plays. The best way I can explain it is like Chris Paul, what he does mentally on a basketball court defensively. Yeah. That's, that's the best way it can be explained. Or like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or like, People that are ridiculously – because it's rare for – like Dennis Rodman was an amazing positional defender. Amazing. One mm-hmm. of the greatest wing defenders ever graced the game of basketball. But sure. he did not have the defensive intelligence to orchestrate everything defensively and really understand scheme and like be as brilliant of a mind as Draymond Green. So that's the best way. It's like Dennis Rodman but with like – a computer as a brain defensively. It's a rare combination that doesn't usually happen. Only like LeBron, Michael Jordan did have an amazing mind. You know, like those Bill Russell, a lot of people talk about his intelligence and mixing it with defensive gifts. Like this, he's just in a rare class of defenders. Easily. Easily. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we got off that soapbox, we enter another soapbox. Oh, man. I wonder who's the one six man of the year. Probably the best scorer on his team, Tyler Hero. Uh, so, yeah, Tyler Hero having an amazing season. Uh, definitely going to be worthy of that six man. What do you think uh, Tyler Hero is deserving the six man award? Oh, yeah. He's like the best scorer on the Miami Heat team, but yet he yes. should be starting and he's not. Um, yes. The type of firepower that he has, if he was just starting over whomever is taking, if whoever has him in the second line, I mean, the second team on the rotation, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand, like, that, you know, great firepower off the bench, like the Lou Williams, you know what I mean? But Lou Williams could have started, in my opinion. Don't, yes. don't have Lou Williams syndrome thinking, like, oh, it's best to have our greatest scorer, not our greatest scorer, but our best scorer come off the bench when you're, why, why fight? I mean, why have, why have your best scorer, the guy who's going to score maybe like 20-something points, come off the bench when you can get that 20 mm-hmm. points in the first quarter? Why yeah. only get that in the third and the fourth quarter or like in the second half of the game? You know, yeah. like, I mean, I'm, of course not the rotation not happening like that. You know, he, he comes in maybe like 10, 15 minutes into the game. But like, still, why have that later when you can have that earlier? You get him started earlier, now he might have a chance at like a 40, 50-point game, a 50-point explosion. Instead of just, okay, we're going to bring you in afterwards. You know, when we're kind of down, you know, in a cool spot, we're going to let you come in, drop 20 real quick and sit you back down. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you that he should be the starting guy there. And I don't even think it's really close. The sixth man of the year is him by like a mile. I mean, he's probably going to be averaging 20. You know, it, it's rare for a sixth man to average 20 and be in the talks for the all-star game. And that's what he is. And yeah, it's he's having a special year, and I feel like he's definitely deserving that. Oh, six man, are you ready for head coach of the year? Yeah, I'm definitely listening to this. 
Oh, man. So personally, you know, I love Steve Kerr and his ability to mesh everybody on a floor. Six, uh, six through 12 is always maximized with him. Um, it's just he runs a great system. I think Steve Kerr should be the co- head coach of the year. So that's what we have right now. What do you think about Steve Kerr, head coach of the year? I like that. Um, it's mm-hmm. a strong possibility, but I would have to also look at the Bulls head coach. Billy Donovan? Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan okay. could possibly take it. If the Bulls mm-hmm. succeed, like I like we expect them to succeed this year, he mm-hmm. has a legitimate case for a head coach of the year. That's a fact, yeah. Especially since they're a good story. You know yeah. what I mean? The Golden State Warriors aren't like, you know, they're like consistent. They always are amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he came out of nowhere, too. They de- he definitely could win it this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's a good choice. If I would have thought about it that way, I think I, w- I think I agree with you. Yeah. 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 All right. You ready for the next award? Yep. All right. So the rookie of the year, there's no outstanding rookie that's scoring all these points. And it's like a clear-cut choice. There's a lot of guys around the similar points per game level. And my eye test tells me Evan Mobley is the best rookie right now this year. So what do you think about Evan Mobley, rookie of the year? I like that. Um, he's he's definitely one of those guys who just really just slipped right in under the radar. Yes. And it made it immediately made his team better. I don't know how yes. that happened, but the te- Cleveland Cavaliers went from like ninth seed to playoff team mm-hmm. it was just crazy yeah. how everybody took a step forward just because of that um yeah i, I would pick evan mobley as well not because i'm a cleveland cavalier fan i live in cleveland ohio mm-hmm. no i i believe that he's the best rookie that we've had him or scotty barnes at least because they got yeah. mitchell kind of flew under the radar now um mm-hmm. i don't i mean k cutting him is eh. he might get enough shots up that he might be the guy at the end of the season yeah, and then, uh, I mean, Jalen Green is still really, really, truly developing. He may not mm-hmm. get rookie of the year, but he's coming for his league. Believe that. Yes, yeah. His skill and athleticism is an amazing combination. But I think Evan Mobley right now definitely deserves it. Such a positionalist defender, so versatile, great shot blocker at the rim, and you know, offensive skill on top of that mid-range, handle, post, shoot, good pick-and-roll guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's a really special guy. Special athlete. <clears throat> Are you ready for executive of the year? Oh, yeah, I'm listening. All right. The executive of the year is the surprise team that we didn't even see coming. Memphis Grizzlies, to this extent. Grizzlies yep. executive. Yeah. Uh, making that trade for uh, Jonas Valachunas, trading away him and getting Steven Adams on the ninth pick, getting Zaire Williams. Amazing trade. Zyra Williams is such a great asset moving forward, but the development of guys like Desmond Bain. Yeah. Like finding him impressive. Like they drafted him last year. And just like the way that he's positioned the team for the past few years, even though it may not just be this year of a bunch of moves he's made, I feel like he deserves executive of the year because he's kind of, you're kind of seeing the fruits of whoever that executive's name is, labor. Over yeah. the past four years. You know what I mean? So what do you think about him? I definitely agree with this. You know, I'm big on the Memphis Grizzlies. They really know how to develop their young core and how to they really yeah. are good at finding, you know what I mean, the guys who the, who fits their program, you know, better yes. than anybody else. They they like Desmond yeah. Bain, like I'm pretty sure he flew under the radar for people. He's a diamond in the rough for that team. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> they desperately needed shooting last year and the development of him is amazing. Yeah. 
And then you, yeah. you looked up and you got Dylan Brooks, you got John Morant, like you got mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson. I mean, these are special, really special young players. Yeah. hundred percent. They're with you, Chris. And you know, it's a nice little segue because most improved this is the most obvious award this year. It's John Morant. What do you think about John Morant getting MOP? Man. MOI, my bad. I mean, yeah, most improved. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if he's in MVP talks, he definitely gets most improved from last year. Even, <laughs> even though yeah. he had a, not saying that he didn't have a great season last year because he did. It just wasn't statistically what it is now. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. it's not even what it was. What it is right now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in talk for top ten, five through ten. Best players in the league. Yeah, currently. That's where he's. Yeah, that's where he's. That's where he's kind of lying, and that's a special place to be. It's in your second year, though. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, you know, being the second pick in the draft because Zion was being drafted. But I think looking back at it, you you could have seen like generational point guard talent because I think he averaged ten assists a game. And like had those hops, yeah. And finishing ability, Emory State, yeah. like it sh- yeah, it should have been like, oh, this guy's gonna be amazing, even though we love Zion. Um, I even heard Draymond Green say on a, a podcast that he is one of those young guys that has like really great mental minds. Like he has a real high basketball IQ, even though like most people don't see it. Mm-hmm. And like he's like an emerging like basketball genius himself. So you pair that with that ridiculous athleticism. Oh, jeez. If he... Oh, my gosh. Look out the rest of the league. And he's young, too. He's going to dominate this league one day. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got the upside. As long as he keeps on developing that perimeter shot, if that gets really consistent uh, and even become deadly, he's going to be scary for the rest of the league. I completely agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So now we have um, the all... uh, all NBA first team. All NBA first team. And also a little bit of a side note: Andrew Wiggins should not have made the All Star game. No. Uh, 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 go There's ahead. Luca should have started. Paul George. Paul. Paul George. Tevin Booker. Yeah. Yeah. It's just he's an eight seed. Like Paul George, I think is literally averaging. Let me bring it up here. Paul George is, is hurt? averaging. I think he's hurt, right? Is he twenty-four point seven points per game. Is he still hurt? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. But uh, he's played. He's played twenty-six games this year. Yeah. But basically, he's averaging twenty-four point seven points per game, and five point five assists, and is what he is defensively. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't make it over Wiggins. Like, I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to explain that. But um, you ready for the all all NBA team first team? Yeah. Right now it's Steph and Trey Young. Easy. Um, and then the forwards are Braun, KD, and the center is Embiid. What do you think about that? Is that Steph and Trey Young? Hmm. Yes. Braun and KD in the center is Joel Embiid. N- yes. Okay. That means that Giannis must fall to the second team, right? Yes. Okay. I, I agree with that. That's fine by me. 
Yeah, I, I think this is like the top tier guys. Um, the only guys that are close that could be making arguments is Ja over Steph. And if you want to make the arguments for Giannis over I, LeBron and Katie. I mean, the only way that I see that Ja goes over Steph is if Steph's shooting slump continues and Ja just keeps yeah. trending upwards. Yeah, I don't expect that to happen. But yeah, but Trey Young is quietly averaging like twenty seven point five and like eight assists. Yeah, because his team sucks. So true, can't be over him. Yeah. Um. So the second team is Luca, Ja Morant, Giannis, Demar Derozan, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. and uh, Nikola Jokic. What do you think about that? I like that because I was about to ask where Demar Derozan fits in because he's in MVP yes. talks as well. So. Especially for yeah. the Bulls. Um, yeah. Nikola Jokic, yeah. 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 He's having a quiet and season, too. third team... Go ahead. I was just yeah, saying he's he having really a quiet did. season, too. Yeah. Yeah. Quietly dominant. Yeah. The third team is uh, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Paul George, and Carl Anthony Towns. And the people who just missed is Devin Booker... Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis, and James Harden. What are you thinking about that list? You said Anthony Davis and James Harden missed the list. I mean, yes, he's been having a quiet season too. I think it might be the. I mean, at yeah, first I thought like it was a rule change, but huh? It's like twenty-two and eight right now. He started yeah. off the season around twenty, and he's trending upwards. Yeah, maybe he might be able to make it toward the end if he like keeps trending upwards. Yeah. We start seeing like oh, James Harden come out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's shocking that Devin Booker doesn't make that list. Yeah, it's. You I mean it, Devin Booker is? Man, he's he's been such a hot streak lately that it might have to change. So Donovan Mitchell is quietly a twenty-five and five with five assists, mm-hmm. and Devin Booker's twenty-five with four point five, and Zach Levine's with twenty-five four point three. That's ridiculous. These guys are so amazing. Yes, there is. It's one of them's got to be left off the list, averaging twenty five points per game. Right. It's just a lot of depth at the great guard position. That's so true. I mean, what do you th- do? You think you would take D book over one of them? D book sure. over Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Why do you say that? I'm just not a big jazz fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I agree with you. I just I believe in Donovan Mitchell, but I man, Devin Booker has been on a tear recently. Yeah. You know, when I made this, it was like he was at 24, 23, uh, but now he's been he's been moving up uh, the boards here. So it, it's it's close. It's it's up to your opinion, but I think these are yeah. the guys. I think these are some there's some really elite 20 players in the league right now. That we're looking at, and uh, if I see Rudy Gobert on one of these lists at the end of the season, I'm gonna break a table into five pieces because Carl Anthony Towns should be getting. And if Carl Anthony Towns doesn't make the All Star game, I was watching some Dodo birds talk about, oh, we who have uh, Rudy Gobert in the All Star game, and they start talking, and Carl Anthony Towns wasn't mentioned. Why? I was like, wait, wait, whoa, wait, wait, a center, a center. That is averaging 24, 9.4 rebounds a game with 3.7 assists. A center, a center who's not getting like a ton of shot attempts a game is like, what? 
what 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 are we talking about here like he is literally he has 16.7 shot attempts a game there is nobody that's above him that's close to it other than Jokic who's at like 18 mm-hmm. everybody else is like 20 21 like what is going on here why what's up with the cat why do you think Carl Anthony Towns gets hate I was about to say, like, why do we? Why do they? Why does the media hate Carl Anthony Towns so much? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly why they give him hate. They maybe give him hate because of I don't know. I I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I want to think about it and try to make mm. sense of it, but I can't. It's just like yes. this guy. He he's taking a step forward. He gets no love yes. in the media. He gets no yeah. love for the All Star game. I mean, like mm-hmm. he's left off everybody's list. It's just no. why? Um, I think it might be that he people have when people develop a reputation of something of being soft. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He he was he's yeah. soft. He has no heart. You know what I mean. I think when people develop a reputation, of what they perceive you to be, even if you're doing amazing things now, those prior uh, perceptions of them, the reputation of what they thought they were then, what he was when he was nineteen and twenty, yeah, is not what he is mentally now. Now he is a player now. But I think the the labels that they put on him is. Not a winning player. Empty stats. No heart. No toughness. No love for the game of basketball. Is is might be the reasons why. And if you watch him play, he plays with passion. Like there's a clip that's very on TikTok a lot and YouTube a lot where him blocking shots in the Lakers game and like screaming after getting one block. Like he's playing with passion now, mm-hmm. and he's changed. And I think that might be it. What do you think about that? That could be it. That really could be it. It could be that you know what happened in his past as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know Jimmy Butler taking like the second team and whooping all the starters' asses. You know what it's I mean? Crazy it's story. telling the Andrew Wiggins don't have no heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's hard to reinvent yourself if you're still in that same environment. So, yeah, you know, it's because they already see you as you know what I mean. They look. The thing is, here's the problem. Here is that Cat never left. Yeah, Wig got forced out. <laughs> yes, everybody else got forced out. I mean, Jimmy Butler left. Cat's still around. Cat yeah. still yeah. has the, the media. Uh huh. Media still wants to talk about Anthony Edwards now too. Exactly, so kind of like distracting. That's that's what I'm about to get to. Is that Cat is still in the oh, same okay. environment. And now mm. they've pushed Anthony Edwards so far up everybody's ass that we completely yes. forget about Cat is over there dominating. Mm. So it's just yes. like, it's Anthony Edwards' team. Cat gets pushed to the back burner. Oh, yeah. this guy's playing well as well. Cat gets pushed to the mm. back burner. It's because yeah. he's still in the same environment. And when you're in that environment mm. and you've already got the label, then it's hard for you to break that label. You literally have to change yeah. your scenery in order to reinvent yourself. Look at what happened to... Mm. Um, What's the guy? Um, tall, light skin, was in the dunk contest. JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Remember? Yeah. He, they was like, oh, he, he sucked. Shacked he in the worst. Fool. He's shacked in the fool. He had mm. to change environments to reinvent himself. Now he's viewed as a champion. Now he's viewed as a champion. Yes. You have 100% to, you right, You have to Chris. change environments. I know he wants to stick with Minnesota, Minnesota faithful, but they're moving past you slowly. They're not even paying attention to you anymore, Cat. <laughs> 
They're paying yeah. you well, probably, but you're not even shown as the star player. And this, and the fact of the matter is that the reason is Anthony Edwards may make an All Star game before Cat makes one again. Yeah, that's that's sad. that's scary. Yeah, yeah, and a little bit of a you said if he leaves, you I feel like we should say this every time the Minnesota Timberwolves come up. They're the most disadvantageable team in the whole NBA. Yeah. Organizationally owner. Any team that does not retire, does not have a good enough relationship with Kevin Garnett, who's basically as like loyal as a human being as like Dame Dollar to the point where he will not let them retire his jersey, is not a team you want to stay at. True. They it's it's an ownership issue over there in Minnesota. It's terrible. It's the it's the most dysfunctional team in the NBA. I mean, they have three players that combined score like 60 points a game and they're not a top 4 seed in the West. This it's just dysfunctional. Yeah. It's it's a dysfunctional organization and dysfunctional organization does stupid things. And it's just yeah, Minnesota yeah. Timberwolves trash. Trash. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a borderline Cleveland Cavaliers level. Um, Dan Gilbert, yeah, you know, saying we're gonna win a championship without LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> what? <laughs> you need a LeBron to yeah. win that championship, sir. <laughs> Anderson Fairchild is really gonna take us to the to the chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, J.K. Hickson, <laughs> he got it. He's the next coming. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The yep. Mario Moon. <laughs> we oh get gosh. To Mo Williams. Uh, Mo Williams is that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Ah oh, man, I'm glad we got that out of our system. You ready to do the all defensive teams? Yeah, I'm listening, man. Two guards. And we would like to say we made a all defensive team like document and podcast and stuff like that. We talked about preseason awards. We had Lonzo Ball and I think second team all defensive. Mm-hmm. That was the right choice. Yeah. This guy is having a breakout defensive genius level season. Lonzo Ball's one of the guards. He's so special. Drew Holiday, I mean, a been amazing point perimeter defender for a long time. Until yeah. last year, he didn't really get his credit. The other forwards are Draymond and Giannis. And the center is Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis is still special on that end. So what do you think about that? Lonzo. Lonzo is definitely the one that I'm really hyped about right now. Because he's Yes. It's really if he I mean, if he does get that, you know, that honor, it's definitely mm-hmm. gonna have people looking at the team a lot differently. Yes. Yes. He's that defensive al- element that people don't really realize yet. That's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of like you remember when the Grizzlies were young and like they had Mike Conley, Tony Allen, Marcus Saul, and Zebo. People didn't realize how amazing Tony Allen was yet defensively. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. We're witnessing the birth of an amazing defender. It's just the media hasn't picked up on it yet. But yeah. you, you turn on the game and it's like he's getting in the passing lanes he's breaking down sets they're running the actions and he's stopping it it's just his basketball mind is translating to the defensive side now for sure so and his size he's like six foot six long lanky is he's very versatile are you ready for the second team yeah i mean matisse thibel is special like his ability to block shots 
he he kind of defends from like the behind players he does well in that action so he's like really tough in the pick and roll so he's one of the guards jimmy butler's the other one i mean he's been a great defender for a long time paul george is a stopper and first time all defensive team rookie of the year evan mobley Six foot eleven, switchable shot blocker at the rim. He needs to be in the conversation for this. He's so special. Mm-hmm. And uh the center's bam. For a similar reason. So switchable, so versatile, such an amazing defender center. And I understand you may like Rudy Gobert, but he can't guard the post and he gets exposed every time in the playoffs. These switchable centers are the way of the NBA now. So what are you thinking about that second team? As long as Rudy Gobert didn't make a list, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. <clears throat> I mean, like, when, like, one of the, the, you know, top defensive people, I think it was, said, like, why don't you guard, like, if it was, like, if I was defensive player of the year. Beverly. If, if Beverly, Beverly. Yeah, it was Beverly, right? He was like, if I was yeah. defensive player of the year, I would guard the best player on the floor. Yeah. He doesn't do that. Yeah. Come on, He now. doesn't have the lateral quickness to do that. No. Yeah. He's old, and the NBA is getting, um, you know, getting ahead of him right now. So, yeah, basically, Quinn Snyder has quietly been one of the top five, borderline top five, maybe six or seven greatest NBA coaches of the past five to six years, and he's tricked all of you into thinking that he's a great defender by building a system of funneling everything into the paint into a guy. Yes, Rudy Gobert is an amazing paint defender. Great. Yes. When it's like a guard going and attacking the paint, maybe not a great post defender, but like off ball blocking shots. That's what they funnel him in there for. They don't have any great defenders on their team other than him. So that's their system. So he's fooled all of you into thinking he's an amazing defender. He's a great uh, defender at one individual thing. There's so many centers that do so much more. There's so many defensive players that do so much more. That people, it's more of a versatile league now, and he's great at one individual thing that gets recorded on stats. But what Bam does defensively doesn't get put on the stat sheet when he guards one through five. Yeah, and switches and completely disrupts the offense. Same thing with Evan Mobley. So you know, Rudy Gobert is not a top two, top three. He's not in. He's just not in that class. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about switchable, switchable, switchable big, switchable defense. Yes. That's what that's what it, that's what the league has become now. So if you yes. can't do that, you get left behind. And honestly, it's time yes. for Rudy Gobert to get left behind. Yeah, no more defensive player I mean, of the year awards for you. Yeah, I mean, I think even like a guy like Dikembe Mutombo was an amazing at this was what amazing at what Rudy Gobert is amazing at, but he's also an amazing paint defender. Like David Robinson was amazing at what Rudy Gobert is amazing at with way more blocks. He had like four blocks a game at one point in time. Also amazing paint defender, post defender. Same with Akeem. It's just a guy that gets exposed at the center position and like doesn't really guard Bill Biggs that amazingly. It's just like he's a center He's just great at one thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's Quinn Snyder's genius that has been tricking all of us. Well, not us. Not the basketball addicts. No, not us. Yeah. <laughs> we see through deception here. Exactly. <laughs> all right. You ready for the uh, – oh, you want to say anything else about the anything that we just talked about before we're moving into all rookie? No, you're all good. 
All right, but this is going to be the last uh, 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 thing we're going to talk about before part two of the uh, midseason temperature check, and it's going to be the all-rookie team. The first team is Cade and Jalen Green at the guard position, mm-hmm. Franz Wagner at the forward with Scotty Barnes, and Evan Mobley at center. Fair. What do you think about that? Fair. Fair, 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 fair. I don't, I don't see anybody okay. better than those five right there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And then the second team is Jalen Suggs, Chris Duarte at the guard positions. I was about to say. Jonathan Kuminga, who might not have the stats, but has the eye test to back up what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, at the other forward position, Josh Getty at the forward <laughs> position, and then Alprin Sangwoon at the last center position. What do you think about that? Jonathan Kaminga is one of those special cases because he may not have a breakout season this year. Yes. But think about who he's playing with. Yes. One of the greatest defensive minds of all time. Yes. Um, he's also playing next to some of the greatest shooters of all time. Yes. Um, watch out in the future for this guy. Yes. Yes. Playing and with the best coach of all right time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I would like to say just what if this happens in the future, we had him three on our rankings when most people had him seven. So yeah, just want to put that out there. Yeah, um, Alprin Sangoon may be one of those guys long term, might not be like an amazing center. I think it might be a nice rotational 25 to 32 greatest centers in the league mm-hmm. because even though he has post skill, he doesn't really have much else. And he's really like, got slow feet it's just he's on the rockets they don't really have any other centers they're developing the young talent um but but, you know he's having a really good year so we have him here that's fine all right are you do you have anything else you want to say nope all right well this was part one of the mid-season temperature check round two Second year we've done it, mid-season temperature check, was our first podcast last year when we first started this podcast. Also, we're going to be introing a new series. We're going to talk about it during the next podcast, too. It's basically, Chris, you want to talk about the next series? We talk about upsets, playoffs, and all that type of stuff. Do you want to talk about the series we got coming up? Ah oh, man, you didn't. You know, you did all the research for that, bro. Research master, <laughs> research goal. <laughs> Go ahead, talk to me, Jason. I know you want to. Okay. So if you want to know why playoff upsets happen, why teams with better rosters and more talent lose to teams with less talent and less better rosters and not as good as records, we're going to break it down to you. We're going to break you down to why matchups matter so much in the playoffs. So when you're talking to your friends about basketball, you can be right. And you can be like, I told you that six seed was going to upset the three seed. Nobody else believed me. But we were right, and then they'll know you as that one guy who knows way too much about basketball. Yeah. That's a basketball addict right there. There you go. Join us. That's that's basically what we're going to be talking about. That's It's going to be a series. We're going to have two upsets historically every week, and we're going in back in the history of time, giving you actual examples, full series breakdown, even statistical breakdown of what the problem was, why the one team won, one team, one team lost. It's going to be a lot of fun. So... That's basically what the uh, the uh, what the what it's gonna be. Do you have anything else you want to say on top of that, Chris? No, man, you said it all. <laughs> hey, it's gonna be a fun series, though. Definitely check that out. Yes, soon. Yeah, yeah. This gonna be two episodes a week for seven weeks. It's got a lot of content for you guys to enjoy. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else? Nope. 
Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. And we are the Bastard Boys. Peace. Ouch. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.